After singing a song about sailing, we're going to talk about sailing. Mark chapter 4, starting in verse 35, it says, And the same day when the even was come, he saith, this is Jesus, he saith unto them, Let us pass over unto the other side. And when they had sent away the multitude, they took him even as he was in the ship, and there were also with him other little ships. And there arose a great storm of wind, and the waves beat into the ship so that it was now full and he was in the hinder part of the ship asleep on a pillow and they awake him and say unto him master carest not that we perish and he arose and he rebuked the wind and he said unto the sea peace be still and the wind ceased and there was a great calm and he said unto them why are ye so fearful how is it that ye have no faith. And they feared exceedingly and said one to another, What manner of man is this that even the wind and the sea obey him. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we, we are so thankful for your word tonight. We're, we know that you're already with us. I'm so thankful for the songs, the testimonies. Lord, we can tell that you're moving. We know that you've heard our prayers. And Lord, I ask that you would help me to preach this message. Lord, that we could be encouraged and learn something from your word that will help us as we go through this life. Lord, we love you and we thank you for everything. And we ask all these things in the precious name of Jesus and amen. So Jesus that day had had a busy day of teaching. He, he had done some healing that day uh, and he had faced opposition and he had just got done teaching uh, above this chapter on how uh, uh, the kingdom of God. So he had done a lot of things that day and they were on the shore of the Sea of Galilee and you had not only his disciples but there was a multitude of people listening to him teach uh, and speak and it's getting later it says it was when even was come and Jesus says let us pass over unto the other side and and the Sea of Galilee was only about I've heard anywhere between six and eight miles wide it wasn't very wide uh, and he is what Jesus is doing is he's inviting uh, anyone who wanted to travel to the other side with him all they had to do was just get on the boat and you know if if we just slow down and think about that for a second that is how salvation works doesn't it God gives the invitation the, they didn't decide to get on the boat until he said let's go to the other side and that's the same thing in our lives we have that drawing that comes from the word of Jesus Christ and, and the Holy Spirit touches our heart and then we make a decision see you know it's God's desire to save sinners I hope you understand that that God doesn't want any to perish that's why He sent Jesus Christ to die for us. And, and if you're lost, once you hear the gospel uh, and, and that conviction and that drawing is there, uh, uh, the, you know what I love? Jesus already has the plan already there. You know, when we realized we were lost, Jesus didn't have to scramble and make a plan. The plan was already made. It was already completed. It was already taken care of. So there He is standing there and He says, let us pass over to the other side. But you know what? They had to make make a decision and that decision is who was going to get on board that day who was going to get on the boat that day and what do you see the multitude goes away the multitude the great crowd most of the people decided 
you know, they were, they were going to go back home or go back to work or wherever they had come from. God had invited them to sail to the other side uh, and they just decided that, you know what, we like to hear Jesus when He's teaching. We like to hear what He says. Maybe we like to see the miracles. Maybe we like to get a blessing. You know, some people come into our church that way. They like to see you and I get blessed and it kind of spills a little bit over on them. But, you know, when that message hits them and, and the gospel hits hits their heart and conviction comes, they just decide, well, I, that's about as far as I'm going. I'm not going any further. And they decide to go back. So that was the crowd. But I want to tell you something. There is only one way to get from this side to the other side. And that's Jesus Christ. Amen. There is no other way. One way. And most of them decide to go back. But even as the multitude went away, look what verse 36 says. It says that they took Him, talking about Jesus. What does it say? Even as He was into the ship. That's important. You and I can't just get into the ship with Jesus, just any old Jesus. We have to take Him as He is. I can't take the Jesus that I want or that I think up or that I imagine or that's my opinion or my belief. I have to take the Jesus as He is. I'm talking about the real one, the one that both is loving and is merciful, but is also true. The one that uh, uh, shows mercy, but that also will bring judgment. The one that said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. He also is loving, but He said, I'm the only way. He's exclusive. I'm talking about the real Jesus. It's important. Some people think they've gotten on the boat with Jesus and it's not the Jesus of, uh, of the Bible. It's not the real Jesus that died for our sins. It's the one they imagined, dreamt up. The one that the parts that they like. That's the Jesus that's on their boat. You've got to take Him as He is. If you don't like this Bible... If you don't like the, the truth, you don't have the right Jesus. You know, they accused him of being a wine-bibber, but he was against drunkenness. They, they accused him uh, all of these things. They say that he's loving, he'll accept all these sins. Well, then why do I read that he is going to return and judgment is with him and the wrath of God from sins that have been built up and reserved unto judgment? He is coming back with that. Because that's the real Jesus. You know what I, Jesus I want? Not the one that I've dreamt up. I want the Jesus that paid on the cross uh, through His blood for my sins. The one that would, died and was buried and rose again because that's the one that will raise me up and you up when we die. And the one that's seated on the right hand of the throne of God and the one that doesn't change. That's the Jesus I've won. Because if I put my trust in my life in Him, I don't want him to change. I don't want his promises to change. I want to hold on to him for the rest of my life. That's what I want. You know what else? He didn't charge him. It was free. They just got on the boat. He said, just get on. So they get on. And uh, uh, they took him on the ship even as he was. But then the end of verse 36 tells us something. And there were also with him other 
little ships. So that tells us there was one boat that Jesus was on, but that wasn't the only boat on the water, was it? There were other little ships. What that tells me is one ship had Jesus in it and a bunch of other ships didn't have Jesus. I'm telling you what, you drive out here, you go into some of these so-called churches and there is no Jesus inside of it. I'm telling you what, if this church ever gets like this, we've got to go. Or we've got to bring him in here, one of the two, because the only ship you and I need to be in is the one with Jesus. Amen. If you've been here long enough, you might remember uh, Brad Duncan had a message just on that little phrase, all those ships, and he came up with funny names for each ship, like the rowboat of human reasoning. But it's, you know, and it's true. People try to get to the other side through many different ways. That's what he said. All those little ships, Hinduism, Buddhism, uh, uh, works, uh, all these things, Islam, uh, they're trying to get to the other side. But the problem is they can't make it. They can't. Only the one with Jesus Christ. You can't make it any other way to heaven. But then what happens? We're in the ship. Jesus invited us. We took him in as he was. But look at verse 37. And there arose a great storm of wind, and the waves beat into the ship so that it was now full. The storm came. And you know, I was talking about those little ships. See, everyone went through the storm. And you know, the little ship may be all right in the calm weather, right? You're relying on yourself may be okay when it's calm. But then what happens when the storm comes and you don't have Jesus in your ship? We are seeing that with people around us that run into these trials and troubles. And, and you know, we run into trials and troubles as well. As, you know, it rains on us both. The blessings and the trials hit us all. But I'm telling you what, there is a big difference between trying to get through this life with Jesus and trying to get through it without. And there are a lot of people out here that their ships are taken on water they don't have Jesus Christ and they are sinking today. And the devil is laughing all about it, saying, look at them. It's ridiculous. You know, the, you got to have a, a faith that will survive. Not a, you got to have a, a boat that will survive through the rough times when the trouble comes. You know, the Sea of Galilee, I was reading, it's, it, these kind of storms would pop up. Just the way the, the geography was, it'd be calm and then all of a sudden a dangerous storm would come and they said there could be 20 foot high waves just come out of nowhere and every boat is there in the, middle, uh, in the middle of that storm. And you know what? You know what the Bible is? It's a real book and it's got real people in it and it's got real problems in it. You know, I, I'm glad that, that Jesus doesn't just show us all the good parts but He shows us when people make mistakes. He shows us when the trial comes. See, uh, I, I hate to break it to these prosperity preachers, but the ones that say once you become a Christian, it'll be nothing but health and wealth and prosperity and all these things. Let me tell you what, I, I think they're crazy because storms will come. Amen. Won't they? Storms come. It's a part. It's a reality. He says, get ready. We'll have times of sickness times of poverty, there's disasters where you watch the news, terror, sickness, cancer, death, all of these things. But you know what? Jesus never promised them that they would have a trouble-free journey. 
He just promised that He'd take them to the other side. That's the only thing He said. He said, I'll get you to the other side. And that's the same thing with you and I. I'm telling you, we're going to have fear from time to time. We're going to encounter problems and we're going to encounter death. But once we get to the other side, we're not going to have all that. Heaven's not going to have any of those things, but we will encounter them during the journey. So the disciples are terrified. They're terrified. These wind uh, is raging. The, the waves are hitting the ship. It's, it says even in verse 37 that it's now full. Uh, all of these things are happening and they're sailing along with Jesus. They're afraid. They're doubtful. They're unsure. Uh, and they go and they find Jesus. They find Him sleeping. They wake Him up. They say, don't you care about us? Don't you see how bad it is? That's what they say to Him. Have you ever said that to Jesus? Have you ever thought that? Let's be real tonight. There are times when the storm rages, when it gets dark, when it looks like there's no way out. I'm telling you, these, some of these men were experienced fishermen and that verse said the ship was full. It wasn't full of anything but water. Have you been there before? And there's Jesus in the back of the ship and the hinder parts on a pillow. And they go, wake him up. Don't you care about us? God, are you, are you going to do something? Do you care about me? I'm telling you what. I, I'd love to stand up here and be super spiritual. But I tell you what, it doesn't take a lot of wind and waves. My boat starts rocking a little bit and I start to get just like they did. And if you haven't, just wait till a big enough wave hits you. And then you will. It's easy for us outside of the trial to get a couple verses and say, well, you know, God will take care of you and everything will be all right. And, and it's easy for me to preach that when it's sunny out and there are no problems. But then when the storm hits, I don't want to even hear what I've already preached before. I don't want to hear those things. I just need help. And that's where they were at. That's where they were at. But you know what? The storm didn't bother Jesus. There he is, peacefully asleep as the storm is raging. The, the ship's filling up with water. There he is on a pillow. Why? He wasn't afraid of the waves. Was he? The boat wasn't going to sink. He knew that. Number one, it wasn't his time yet to die. Number two, the wages of sin is death. He didn't do the work. He wouldn't get in the payday. He couldn't have died. He wasn't afraid. They had lost all their confidence in Jesus. And they even accused Him of not caring. You know what they were really doing? They were waking Jesus up. They weren't waking Him up to tell Him to calm the storm. That's not what they told Him. They woke Him up. You know what they were saying? Jesus, do you see how bad it is? So that he could be afraid with them. That's what they were doing. Think about ourselves. Think about ourselves. But now how we think we laugh and we think of how ridiculous it is, but then we can think back to our last trial and remember how we've done the same thing. But how does Jesus respond? How does he respond? You know what he doesn't do? He doesn't throw them overboard. Right? 
You had no faith. You don't believe I can take care of you. I told you I would get you to the other side. And all you're doing is to wake me up to show me how big your problem is. Show me how big the waves are. Show me how much the boat is filling up with water. Don't you have any faith? What's he do? He doesn't throw them out of the ship. Let me, let me ask you a question. Does that help you tonight? He never threw them out of the ship for failing to trust him. Oh, think about it again. You're not getting it. When you are in the middle of a trial, when it is getting so dark, when you don't think that there is any way out, when you have lost all confidence, all faith and trust in God, and you don't want to hear any verses anymore, and you've gotten to the lowest point to where you want to, you, uh, you're just like Elijah under the juniper tree asking God to take your life. You're done with it. All of those things, those mounting problems hit. And Jesus Christ, even though you didn't put your trust in him even though you're on the same boat with him and he'll never let you sink he doesn't throw you out right. Amen. Woo! my goodness I'm telling you if you're super spiritual that won't help you but if you've been there it will goodness he woke up Jesus woke up instead of rebuking the disciples what's he do he rebukes the wind he says, peace be still. You know what else? He didn't ask them to help take care of the problem. He wouldn't say, okay, disciples, everybody, let's rebuke the wind together. He doesn't do that. He just takes care of the problem when we could not. And I'm telling you what, you know, people may say that my faith is weak or your faith is weak because of these things. Uh, or maybe they'll say we're weak because I, I, I've been learning something in this class uh, where most of the classmates say that my faith is weak because I don't believe that I can heal or, or perform miracles or different things like that. Well, I'll tell you the truth my faith in myself is very weak but my faith in Jesus is strong because where I fail and when I fail and every time I fail there he is ready to pick me up where I'm at and keep me safe and calm the storm and that's what he did right there rebuke the storm you know what every boat has a point where it can't take on any more water and it really does sink. And I think on my boat that's about two drops. <laughs> but God knows how much water this ship can take. And it's more than my emotions can take. It's more than my rational mind can think up. And even maybe more than my faith. God knows where. But I'll tell you what, Jesus can go further. And as long as you're with Him, you'll be all right. You know what the key is? You know what the key to all of it is? Is you stay in the boat. That's it. He will teach them a lesson about faith later after He rebukes the storm, after He shows them uh, His power. He will teach them and He doesn't give up on His disciples and He continues to, to help them through this life and He will do that with you and I as long as we stay in the boat with Jesus no matter how bad it looks. There are so many that when the time gets tough, they decide they're going to walk out of here with all their Christian brothers and sisters 
sisters that could be praying for them. I'm telling you what, I love to hear a good testimony when I'm down that lifts me up. I love it when I know that a brother and sister are praying for me when I'm going through trials. That helps me to keep on going. I need to stay in the ship. You need to stay in the ship because I tell you what, where Jesus is, you'll be all right. No matter how bad it gets, you'll be all right. Why are you so fearful? You realize that you can't be, you can't have fear and faith at the same time. Fear, I've said it before, is putting your faith in the devil. And fear cancels out all the faith you have. That's what he's saying. Why? Why have you replaced fear with or faith with fear? Why have you done this? Why couldn't you trust me? Why couldn't you? Through the storm, Jesus calms the storm. You know, the Bible says it was a great storm. But look at the end of verse 39. There was a great calm. He can produce a calm that's bigger than any storm. He can take care of any waves. And eventually he hits a point, usually where we quit relying on ourselves. I'm sure they were with buckets trying to bail out, trying to do everything they knew, whatever tricks they had learned over the years to help a sinking ship. And then finally it got full. And then they decided to go wake up Jesus and not to ask him and to put faith in him, but just wake him up and saying, do you see how we're going to sink? I just want you to be awake to watch us sink. And he saves them. That's how good of a God we serve. That's how good of a God we serve. So when you and I feel like we're sinking, when you and I feel like uh, the storm is raging, and I didn't even think about this song, uh, and Gene asked us to sing it. Uh, can it, you ask me how it is that I'm still standing? You wonder how I made it through the storm? I can't boast of any special powers. There's no secret. I just held on. I held on. I held on. And that's what he wants you to do. Just hold on. And I tell you what, he said at the beginning, the first thing that we read, he said, let us pass over onto the other side and look at chapter 5, verse 1. And they came over to the other side. We are going to make it as long as we stick with Jesus Christ, as long as we stay with him and his church and his word and his truth, and we will be all right. I'm telling you what, the devil, he will make fun of you for those times where you are afraid. He will say, look at you. You don't even trust God. And there's Jesus saying, I know you don't trust me, but I'm going to pick you up anyway. I'm going to dust you off. I'm going to calm the storm. And you're going to learn from this storm. And they did. They did forget it again. And he came and walked on the water again. And he calmed the storm again. But he does that with us too. We don't learn it on the first try either. Aren't you glad? eventually I guarantee those disciples realized it didn't matter how bad the storm was they were fine with Jesus and one day we're going to realize that too praise the Lord I'm telling you tonight church whatever you're going through whatever you're getting ready to go through or have gone through you just stick with Jesus Christ and it'll be alright and he's not going to throw you over but I'm telling you what I know a lot of people that have decided to abandon ship He's not going to force you to stay any more than he forced him to get on. I believe that with all my heart. 
I'm glad I'm safe with Jesus. I'm glad He loves me. And I'm glad those times when I am an embarrassment and not even a good sailor that He decides He's not going to throw me out. He said, we're going to make it. You'll be all right. We're taking on a little water now, but we're going to make it to the other side. Praise the Lord. Brother Jimmy.